Welcome in to another episode. I have to give you guys a little intro before the intro today because I have an announcement. We have selected a winner for the Northern Airlines Bowling Giveaway. Um, uh, plenty of you shared that on Facebook, and I really, really uh, appreciate all you guys participating and being involved in this uh, fun giveaway, this fun first drawing we did. Um, anyways, of the people that entered, fate has spoken. Fate has chosen the winner, and the winner is Matt Soline. So congratulations, Matt. Um, I reached out to you on Facebook, and you were pretty sure it was a scam. It's not a scam. Here I am confirming. I also got to talk to you on the phone, and it sounds like I'm going to get to be a part of that uh, bowling day. So I'm really excited for that. I seriously can't wait. It's going to be a blast to go bowling with you and whoever else you choose to bring along. So um, on top of Matt winning the package, which is – Two, it's an hour and a half for five people with shoes. Um, the, everyone else who shared is going to get a free game of bowling. So Becky Schwartzoff, Brett Reckon, Chrissy Mansfield, Debbie Knutson, Jess Jenin, Joey Butcher, John Bittner, Max Johnson, Ryan Bakken, Ryan Jacobson, Susie Fiala, Tara Lynn Price, Tiana Anderson, Todd Gregory, and Tori Rewer. Uh, all of you guys have a uh, free game of bowling with your name on it at the front desk of the bowling alley there. So stop in and see whoever's there and enjoy that free game. Um, there is also going to be a little bit of a bonus, some bonus content at the end of this episode. We had to turn the microphone back on after the episode because there was a little bit more information that we wanted to get out. So stick around for that at the end. Otherwise, enjoy this episode with uh, Maya and Imran from Hotel 8. Absolutely great addition to our community. So I really enjoyed this conversation, and I'm sure you guys will as well. Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. Welcome back, everybody, all you listeners, people who have given up time in your life to choose that you want to hear what we have to say here. It's going to be a good episode. I have a really, really good feeling about this. I'm here with the people from Hotel 8, the new uh, renovated, rebranded hotel in town, um, Maya and Imran. Imran. So we're going to get to know you guys a little bit. I'm pretty excited about this because this is the first I've had business partners on here before. I've had people who are in business with their loved ones in life. But I get a chance to be here with a couple who's engaged to be married and you're joining this business venture together. This is pretty, I think this is a pretty exciting uh, conversation. I think it's going to be a very unique perspective on um, two people coming together and, and just making a decision to do something with their life and run a business. So I'm really excited to hear, hear about this. So um, before we get started, we're brewing some Stumbino's coffee. I have had too much coffee. I went out, I was out at, uh, toast this morning and drinking some Stumbino's coffee. I think I had like three or four cups. So I'm drinking, um, Aquafina, not a sponsor yet. Um, but I got some coffee brewing for you guys. I also want to give a shout out to Swan Lake. They are up and operating now. So get out there and, uh, go enjoy it. The, the, uh, water's open and they got lots of activities are still, I think looking, they can get some people in that, um, agility, um, conditioning course that they've got going on out there. And then of course, Petal Fergus Falls, um, this, I think this is going to go up the first Wednesday in May or the second Wednesday in May. And uh, after you hear this episode, the weekend after that uh, Lake Alice 100 bike uh, event is happening. So if you guys want to get out and pedal, do that. But um, let's get into your guys' story a little bit. You're from Seattle. Is that where you guys are originally from? No. No. Okay. So where, whoever wants to go first, where were you born? I'll go first because I think mine's easier. <laughs> I was born in North Carolina. Um, I grew up in North Carolina, went to school in Virginia, and um, after college, traveled around, moved to Australia. So I spent a couple years kind of traveling the world, living in other countries. And when I made it back to the States, 
kind of just by chance. It's kind of a wild story that would take a whole nother podcast to tell. But I ended up in Seattle. Okay. And I settled down there. I lived there for seven years. How, old are, how old are you? I'm 31, almost 32. Okay. And where are you from? Where I'm are from you? Pakistan. You're born in Pakistan? Born and raised in Pakistan. Okay. Let's hear, let's hear about that story. That's got to be a longer one yeah, than her background. Let's hear you it. Need, you need a lot of time for that. <laughs> no, we got it. We got it. I mean, we have we have some time today. We can. Okay. We got lots of we got lots of time to talk about stuff. This is the point of this is to unload uh, unload yourself in a long form format so people uh, you can only get to know someone so much through a newspaper article or a quick True. short radio interview. But I want to let I want to let your story develop. So let's hear it. I might learn something new. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all do. Yeah, yeah. So born and raised in Pakistan, moved to Wyoming, Gillette, Wyoming, in two thousand eight. Lived there for three years or so, and then in two thousand eleven, I came to Seattle to visit some friends, and I love it. I said, okay, that's a world different from. Gillette, Wyoming to flat lane and mountains and a lot of snow to Emerald Green Strait. A lot of a lot of trees and rains and it's, it was like beautiful. So I fell in love with this. I decided to move there. So sorry, how old were you when you said you left Pakistan? I was 23. 23. So what was the opportunity that brought you to the States originally? Like what was that? What was, uh, was that on like a work passport? Did you get like, so, like how did you make that transition? So I got married to someone. So that's why I came oh, okay. to yes. So okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's so why were... I moved to state. Yep. Okay. And then um obviously that that fell apart. Yes. You're sitting here with a new love right. in your life. Yes. So um was that a falling out of the relationship in, in Wyoming that brought you to Seattle and then yes. and then mm-hmm. life life brings you there. Correct. And um that was two thousand seven? No, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. And then um what did you got what did you do for work? prior? Like what did you do for work in Seattle or younger? Well, in Seattle, I did a lot of different jobs. I worked for FedEx. I worked mm. for a lot of festival companies. And then <laughs> <laughs> a lot of was, fest- festival companies? Yeah. Like, so, like, uh, like the little, uh, wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah, yeah, wah, traveling, yeah. setting up stages setting up and stages, watching yeah. people get right. <laughs> and all that stuff. Then I started working for Toyota okay. in 2018. And then that was that was the actual real career for me. Before that, it was just part time jobs and all that. It was just mm-hmm. going going with the flow and all that stuff. Then 2018, when I got the Toyota, then I got serious about work and everything. Okay. Then slowly, slowly, then decided about. Then I met her in 2000. End of 2018. So I what, think it was 2000. What were you doing? What were you doing prior to meeting him? Uh, what wasn't I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I traveled around a lot. Um, I was a bartender for a long time. So that's how I was able to travel around Australia and Asia was I would go live in a city bartend for a while and then go to another city bartend there. So I would make money as I went and just kind of I was living in hostels and really backpacking it. And then I ended up in Seattle. It was really easy to get a job as a bartender. And that's what I did Um, and kind of kept traveling a little bit for a while. Um. And I got to a point where I didn't want to be, you know, in the bar scene anymore. And that's when I started. I think you started before me. And I started in December 2017 at Toyota. So, and that's when we met. So right at the point, I think, in both of our lives when we were kind of ready to kind of settled down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that? uh, What's what was the serendipitous moment? How'd you guys meet? Oh, that's kind of a good story. Uh, of course it is. I showed up for my first day of work <laughs> and I walked in the door and he was he was known for being the guy who would stand outside all day in the rain waiting for someone to come by a car. Like everybody thought he was crazy. <laughs> he worked every day, all day, all night. And so when I showed up, he was the first person I saw and he was so annoyed with me because I was not there to buy a car and he had to show me around and I was taking him away from his work and his money. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. you, were, you, you were like, I'm a businessman. Yeah. I have no time yeah. for woman in my right. life. Right. I am just a businessman. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So then you guys met, dated for a while in Seattle. So and- we met and then he, you left. Right, yeah. We met and kind of became friends. And then he went on this trip. He took like three months off work and went and traveled. And I kept working and... 
he was the number one salesman when he left. And then when he got back, I was the number one salesperson. Ooh, so yeah. there was a little competition there. Yeah. Well, here's some, uh, here's some Stambinos for you guys. Here. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess then talk, talk, give me a little bit then about how this, let's just get into what pulled you guys into Fergus Falls life and transition. Cause why Fergus Falls? So we were, let's see. So that was 2017. So over that span of time, we were kind of workaholics, I would say. Correct. We got very, very into our sales careers. Both were very successful separately. We ended up working for different companies and then coming back to work at the same company again. And um, he had always been talking about wanting to go into business for himself. Ever since that was like the first conversation we had, even when I met you, was that I want to I don't want to work for other people anymore. I want to have my own business, right? Correct, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a long time. It was just hard to get in the first step. So right. when COVID happened, that was the point when we got time to think about it and plan right. everything. Then we decided, okay, now it's time to go mm-hmm. to the next phase. And we are, we were both at a point where we kind of were very, very deep in our work. And I think we had been through some things that we really wanted to focus and just work hard. And we did that. And then we were kind of pursuing the hotel thing, Um, actually found a property in Colorado that we were looking at purchasing right in February of 2020. And then obviously the world shut down and Mm -hmm. nobody was traveling anymore. And we backed out. Yeah. But there was an, we put an offer on that property. Yeah. We wanted a contract. So talk about then the process of searching. Did you, you knew you wanted a hotel is that what you knew you wanted yes. to get into that? Talk yeah. about the process of searching the country, discovering the town of Fergus Falls as in, the, in, in this little gem of a town in this kind of decrepit, like if you guys, honestly, like you guys came back and revived something in our town. So I want to hear why, how you found Fergus Falls. Was it like a, obviously internet, you found us, right. found it on the internet. Right. Was it like, is there like a, a website you go to to search for hotels and, and, uh, resorts that are for sale. Yes. Did, did you find it on LoopNet? It was Craigsy. Craigsy, yeah. Craxie. There's a couple of like, hospitality or commercial property real estate sites where you can go find the listings. And I think you pretty much spent all day every day scrolling yeah. on the. It was like two months. I was just looking for something. Some longer property. than that, yeah, though. I mean, we paused the search in 2020. Okay. And then the next couple of years were really hard because we really didn't want to be doing what we were doing anymore. But we were very, very lucky to have a career during COVID that didn't shut down and where our income actually continued. Mm -hmm. So we felt like we were going to stay and stick it out and just be grateful for that. But we were also really antsy to get going. Mm -hmm. So, so when did you guys, uh, Put in the offer when did you guys, yeah. When did you guys make that decision? So 2022, you started looking again. And it was the summer of 2022 where we both left our jobs and it became a full-time search. And I think you found this one right away, but it took us a long time to put an offer on it. Correct. Well, we found them in July and then we put an offer on the September. Yes. We put an offer on a few other ones first. Correct. Yes, we did. Because we knew that this one was not in great condition. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it was, uh, this wasn't your first choice. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. If, I mean, like, like, not necessarily, but this was fate's choice, right? That's true, but it's yeah. also, I don't think we had a first choice. You didn't have a first okay. choice because everything was online, what we said. We never visited anywhere. Right. Properties. We were just we throwing darts yeah. blind. Yeah. Dang. That's we had no idea crazy. what we were doing. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you guys. Seriously. Yeah. So talk about, do you guys know much? I should know more because I grew up here, but do you know much about that um, location history who owned the property before before you or what the history of it was or we why? Nothing. nothing. We know okay. now a little bit. but Okay. What yeah. do you know now? What have you learned now? Well, we know the people who owned it previous to us. It was in their family since. For 20 years. 20 so, years, yeah. this owner. And then I think maybe his family owned it before. Right. Um, so it's been pretty much the same owners for a long time. They were very hands off. Okay. And that's still pretty much the extent of sometimes the less you know, the better. Yeah, yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I, I don't know how old that building is or anything like that. Do you know when it was built? It's you know, good coffee. Isn't it such yeah. a really good Stumbinos. There's a reason why they're, uh, yeah, they're good. They're it's really good. good. It's a, 
when you get a when you get a uh, cup of a really really good black coffee, it reminds yes. you of what what it's all about. Like that's what that's what coffee is supposed to be. Exactly. So, well, anyways, I want to I want to just touch on business background a little bit. I want to touch on the uh, the ancient times and the development of hotels a little bit. So this is my I didn't do any of this uh, the prior to today, but my assistant works fast. So I tasked, I tasked my assistant with, a, with doing a little bit of research for me, and uh, this is what I came up with here. So during ancient times, the concept of hospitality and accommodations, um, basically it traces back to where travelers were offered shelters in like temples, inns, private homes, right? Like there was no room for them in the inn, you know, like that's basically like the, the roots of the hospitality and hotel industry. And then uh, during the Middle Ages, um, it developed for mainly religious practices and a lot of uh, accommodation for travelers was offered in uh, churches and they were offering basic amenities. It was more of like a sheltering pe- people. It's always been just kind of a sheltering and hospitality of people. Um, and then uh, obviously once, you know, the 1500s to 1700s coaching inns began to appear along major roads in uh, Europe across the Americas, uh, later. Um, and then they were offering lodging meals, stable travel. So that was kind of like where it sort of started. And then the really things took off just like everything during the industrial revolution. Um, so you're looking at the 1800s, uh, leading to the establishment of like grand hotels in major cities worldwide. And then the, uh, early 1900s, you saw the development of chain hotels across the United States, such as Hilton and Marriott. Um, and then in the 1920s, you saw a huge boom in the construction of luxury hotels in the roaring 20s, uh, lots of tourism, a big tourism boom that happened then. And then uh, to further that boom in tourism kind of came in the 50s and 60s when commercial air travel became more accessible. You had the uh, interstate system developing across the United States. So that was when the tourism really took off. And then... Um, of course, the internet revolutionized the way they book it in the 90s and, and going forward. And now we kind of have entered into uh, 2008 was the birth of Airbnb. So we've entered into sort of this kind of new era of accommodations and it's ever growing. So I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. And now we're here where I feel like business future outlook is really like the hotels that are that people are going to stay in now are going to they're going to be, people are going to like want different experiences. Yes. Like that's like the future of people traveling. Like you've traveled all around the world, stayed in hostels, done all this. Like I have a feeling your background is really going to make your guys's place a unique place for people to stay at. So, I think it already, yeah. we both have such an understanding of what it's like to be a stranger. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because <laughs> he's an immigrant and I lived in places where, I mean, I like slept on the floor and on people's couches who I didn't know. So I think both of those experiences combined give you this sense of the most important thing is making people feel comfortable Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter how nice or clean your hotel is. If they're not comfortable there, they're never coming back. Absolutely. So, all right, let's get into a little bit more of that uh, ownership structure. You guys just own this together. Is it a business partnership? And uh, that was uh, 20, this is last year. When did you guys, you were doing your grand opening here. Like we, you guys just opened up. Yes. So this is like very much so a new cut. When are we cutting the ribbons on this thing? May 15th. Yes. May 16th. May 16th at noon. We okay. are open now, um, but you know, we've been doing some work on it and it's coming into the busy season. So. Okay. Yeah. I think they're, that the world's going to get this episode on Wednesday, May 10th. Perfect. So- That'll give you guys some, you guys can hear about them and then come, come on out to the, uh, to the grand opening and and see the place. You've been doing a lot of work. Um, I saw Facebook, you're a, are you a handyman? You're, you can do all that stuff yourself. Have you, do you have a history of doing all that stuff yourself or is this learning process for you? A lot of YouTube, Google, and some, (laughs) some experience with tools. Some experience of tools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing what you can just learn from the internet. Like, how do I change this? How do I mud drywall? How do I do this? You know? But you're very good at figuring those things out. I could never, ever translate a YouTube video into fixing something. We have different skill sets. Yeah. So talk about the branding. 
whoever wants to talk about branding and you guys rebranded the hotel? Yes. Okay. We decided to take it independent. It was previously a Super 8 franchise and the franchise happened to be expiring right around the time that we were going to close on the property. And that was actually part of the reason that we decided to purchase this property. Um, We visited the town and the more we did our research, we thought that we would be able to still succeed here with this hotel as an independent without the franchise. And that would be a much smarter business decision Hmm. financially for us. Okay. So that was very intentional. Um, Still a little bit scary of a decision because we knew we were going to lose some people who were loyal to Wyndham, but Hmm. um, so far it's working out. And we wanted to turn around the reputation. That was the number one thing and improve the actual property. And it gives you, it gives you so much more freedom. Yes. You don't have to, you don't have, you, yes, you wanted to, you said you wanted, you've always wanted to run a business. Yeah. You don't get the freedom to run a business. If you're just, if you're just running a part of a corporation or a part of a chain, because you have to always follow to standards and there's this, it has to be like this. It has to be like that. You get to put your personal touches on it now and nobody gets to tell you how you're going to run your business, but you, we both don't like being told what to do. Absolutely. So, (laughs) Talk about the, you can t- touch on that more if you want to, um, and we'll probably come up in more conversation, but talk about the uh, products and services here. We're talking, you offer beds. Yes. These are our products. Like those are your, do you have, um, am- talk about amenities at the hotel. Well, we're a budget hotel. So we cater mostly to people who are coming in for work here hunters, fishermen, or a lot of truck drivers who need a place to stay. So our priority is a clean, safe, comfortable place for people to mm. sleep. That's and, the number one. And affordable rates. And affordable rates. You guys you guys have very affordable yes. rates. And we don't plan to, to change compared that. Compared to around town. And yes. uh, I think it, it will, I mean, <laughs> that's how you get bookings. <laughs> right. So you guys will stay booked if you stay competitive in pricing. And, and if there's a, you know, I, I love, I love a, this is why I like the guys from uh, Swan Lake so much. I met them. I really like your guys's energy too. I'm really excited about the people that are coming to Fergus that are going to be the hosts to the people that come and visit this community and be the fronts and the faces for the people that come and visit our community because you guys are good people. They're really good people out there too. So we got something good. We got something good happening yeah. in Sounds Fergus. Sounds like we need to meet them. <laughs> you yeah. guys, you guys do need to meet them for sure. So, um, Talk about employees. Yes. So we have four employees right now. Um, They're doing great. We chose to rehire some of the people that were working at the property before, and it's been really helpful. It's been helpful, yeah. They've been doing a really good job. They just needed more guidance to do it the right right way. Before, they had no um, management from the previous owners, and I think that was very difficult for them because even if they want to fix something or do it the right way, if they're not given the tools or the go-to, like the go-ahead to do that, they can't. And nobody wants to work in that environment. Right, right. Are you guys trying to fill positions going into the summer? Do you guys have a staff that you're comfortable with right now? How many did you say, How many people do you say it takes to run the place? We're still figuring that out, to be yeah, okay. honest. Everybody's doing such a good job right now that we haven't needed to hire anyone yet. Perfect. We will when we need to. Um, but our priority is taking care of the people that we have. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, do you guys want to touch on at all more about your personal background, business background? I, I kind of want to know what you, why you like. Uh, you said you had to drive to be an entrepreneur or drive to start a business. I want to know a little bit more about the processes you you went through working as a salesman and um, the the mindset you went through that that transformed you into like being a business owner now. You want to talk about that a little? Yeah. So I, I got born and raised in the family. They always own businesses. I, nobody worked for other people. So back home, I was running a business for my family. That was the auto shop and pull apart place. Mm-hmm. So you can now do that. So I had experience from there. Then I got here. I worked one job for as hourly. And after then, I was just sales commission, 100% commission. Mm-hmm. So self-motivated. I know how to be. If there is a time you say, oh, he's busy or productive. Mm-hmm. So 
that's how I, so then after that, and then see a lot of rules and all those things you have to follow. So I got tired of those. I said, okay, I think I need to go back into my own thing so I can do the things I want to do. So I don't get, okay, you can't do this, but I'm always going to improve that thing. But no, but we not allowed. It's not a policy in this and this. There was a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got tired of it. I said, okay, I need to do my own things, help the environment, help the economy and grow. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's good. I like that. It's uh. It's good to see people's people's uh, people go through that process. Um, not everybody will be a boss in life. Not everybody will be a business owner in life. Uh, but it's good to see someone get out of that, take that step for themselves. So um, I'm really excited for you guys. Talk about future outlook. What uh, you're always cleaning up rooms. You're remodeling all your rooms right now. Yes, we are. We've been busy. Yes, <laughs> very busy repainting the rooms, putting new flooring in. A lot of it is just, you know, the property's not that old, but things fall apart if you don't take care of them. Yeah. And absolutely. nobody was taking care of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really so different already. We immediately repainted the lobby. How many rooms have you got through and how many do you have left to get through? We have a lot to get through. We've gone through two that are fully complete. Okay. And we're tackling the bathrooms first. Because I just think it makes such a difference if the bathroom looks bright and clean. Yeah. And we, by the end of the year, right, our goal yeah. is to be done with all of the rooms. There's 31 rooms. Okay. So we want to be done with paint and flooring in all the rooms by the end of the year. And then next year, hopefully new furniture and fixtures okay. and things. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I like seeing it. The sign, the new sign just went up. I saw that. That thing looks nice. You can actually, it actually shows people that you're there. Like you're like, yeah. you're, you know, it shows it, it It really does make, make your guys' presence known on that frontage road now. So that was a big debate yeah. because we didn't know what to do about the name, whether to keep the name similar or not. And we kind of compromised on that. We kept the name similar so people would know that it's the same property, but we rebranded the look and the colors and everything. So people would know that it's not the same as it was. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into, um, growth opportunities. It's kind of a, a hotel is what it is. You just build it up to its efficiency and you run it. Um, there's a, do you, what's your special touch? Do you guys have during this growing process? Do you have a, what you want the experience to be for someone that's different than a normal hotel that they come into? Or is this just a, like, just we're, I don't know if that's a, is that, does that make sense to you guys? Like what, what do you, what do you, what kind of experience do you want people to have when they come there? And what's, what's, what's the touch? I think the most important thing is we really want people to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and that it's not just a transaction mm-hmm. because you know, with a budget hotel, we really want it to be clean. We want to over-deliver, basically. Yeah. People have usually very low expectations. So they know that, you know, they're paying the lowest price. They might not get the best experience. But if we can give them a good experience, not only will they be pleasantly surprised, but I think that there's no reason that just because it's a budget hotel doesn't mean that yeah. people don't deserve a clean place to stay, you know, and we want to make it accessible for people. You know, when I traveled, I had no money, <laughs> like literally no money. <laughs> like I would show up in a town with no money and then go find a job and a cheap place to stay. And oh. so I just think that that's good to provide. I think everybody should travel. Everybody no matter what should see the world because it's the best education you can get. So I just love the idea of a hotel that you can actually enjoy being at. That's also affordable. That's a great, that's a great answer to that question. So let's get into a listener call to action. We talked about the upcoming ribbon cutting service. Uh, Do you want to talk about what's going on that day? What that day is going to look like for our community, what people can do that day. They just show up and, and say, hi, have some refreshments, see some, see some stuff. 
You you pretty much said it. Yeah. It'll be cool. a quick event, right? Cool. It'll be quick, yeah. It's, just you just want people to come in. Meet yeah. yeah. Come in and meet them. Come hello, in, come yeah. in, say five minutes, say hello, and meet yeah. you guys yeah. and, and get to know you guys. Just yeah. Stop yeah. By. It's great. Yeah. It's it's a it's a chance yeah. to just take a look and see for yourself what we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lots of people. You guys have done a very good job of uh of advertising and establishing yourself and and giving real faces to the community. So people will want to come. People will want to come and find out who you guys are and people will want to come meet you that day. So So, um, what about other, do you guys have any promotions if applicable? It says any promotions. Well, we do, we do uh, 20% off weekly rates. That's a promotion. We also have discounts for veterans and seniors um, and we're pet friendly. Pet friendly. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, should we get into uh, mistakes and advice? Let's we kind of had a little quicker. We kind of had a little quicker now. episode. We, we kinda, but, but maybe this will, we'll get into the meat here because um, we can go for hours. On here's how, topic. here's how we're going to play this since it's a different, it's a different, different tone here with the, with an engaged, we got an engaged couple in the seat. So we're going to do business advice and mistakes, but we're also going to do, um, relationship. So biggest mistake, whoever wants to go first, you choose, but one of you has to do biggest business mistake. The other one has to do biggest relationship mistake. You do business for sure. I will say the, there is no mistake if you think it's a mistake. So if you do something wrong and if you think it's already a mistake, and you don't want to try to fix it, it is a mistake. So don't even do something wrong. Just just go and try to fix it and never in your head think it's a mistake. Every decision is a decision. Then after that, what you do, that is a mistake or not a mistake. Yeah. So always course correct. Correct. So you've never made mistakes. You've just learned. You just learned, yes. That's a great I don't know. Answer. We've made mistakes. <laughs> well, let's hear, let's hear relationship. Let's hear relationship mistakes then. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> um, best relationship advice? No, no, no. We'll get to, we'll get to best okay. relationship advice, but um, mistake. I think the best, the biggest mistake you can make in a relationship is not communicating properly. If you just don't, if you, play games or if you don't say what you mean or you blame each other or that sort of thing, you're just sabotaging your relationship. You just have to be honest and communicate honestly all the time. And then you can pretty much talk through anything. Mm. But where I think things break down is when there's a breakdown in communication because then you lose trust. Yeah. Well, in the relationship, what do you... But the best way I will say to do it is what you want for yourself, just give that to other person as well. Yes. That would be advice, I guess. Yeah. I think mine was kind of advice too. I think the biggest mistake we've made is maybe times when we didn't communicate well. Yes. Oh. Well, let's uh let's just move on from these emotions I'm feeling over there from you guys. But let's get into advice. Um best Business advice. Best business advice. Okay. I will say the focus on one thing and just keep doing it. Never give up. Okay. Never give up. And get a lawyer. Get a lawyer for (laughs) sure. Yes. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff you don't know and you get into it and then you find out later on. Okay. What did I do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best advice is just. Know how much you don't know as well. And don't be afraid to start before you know anything. Because if we had tried to figure things out beforehand, that's kind of what took us so long to get started is we were trying to learn what we could learn before so that we could know that we were making the right decision. Mm. And that's not possible. No. Nope. Too many people, if you're waiting for the perfect scenario right. or the perfect or this or that for it to happen, it's never going to happen. You're never going to have um, the, yeah, it's, it's already come up once. The greatest enemy of a perfect plan of, of a good plan is the desire of a perfect plan. 
Right. It's never going to be perfect. And I think with relationships, it's the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest enemy of a good relationship is a perfect is the it, desire for a yeah. perfect yeah. relationship. Huh. Huh. That's I think awesome. that's true. That doesn't exist though. And I think that we are very, we balance each other in the sense that I'm like a very much in the moment type of person. And he's a very much plan for the future type of person. Mm. So I am the person who will just go without a plan and get started and make mistakes. And you're more careful. And I think we're able to meet in the middle, which is good. Yeah. I just like to see where I'm going. Just like to have some plans to see, okay, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, I like to have no idea. And she's just, okay, go with the flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just get distracted up here. We'll have to write. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But I think it, you have to have a balance because if we were both like me, we would fail. And if we were both like you, we would never start. So hmm, that's so good. On that, I am sliding on. That's a that was a really good, that's good stuff. Life advice, business advice, all of it, guys. I appreciated that. How about anything um anything we want to add to your business? What you guys want people to know? Just a little summary of what we talked about here. She's well, looking at you like you should have something. You're looking at her like she's yeah. she's got the you're looking at her like she's got the good stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she always got a good stuff. What else do we want to share? Uh well, I guess we can just tell more details about the property. We have lots of semi-truck parking. Um so one of the things that we're going to do is we have a lot a parking lot in the back that we're going to repave or at least put gravel so it's a little bit better for trucks, but we can fit a lot of semi-trucks. I think we're the only property in town that has that much off-street parking for big trucks and trailers. So that's a big job. Okay. And we do long-term rates for contractors. So if there's any companies, um, you know, they send people to our hotel. Um, I think, yeah, what else? Well, the- Pet friendly. Pet friendly, for yeah, sure. Pet friendly, yes. And clean bed, renovated rooms, that's the goal. Is there yeah. anybody? So what we are doing, we're just walking into each room and looking at ourselves, okay, if we want to rent a room, what we want to be room look like. Right. So all those rooms are going to be like that. So everybody feel like, okay, this is clean. This is nice. And I want to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, yeah. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to see your, uh, your journey develop here in town. And I, I hope that... Um, I hope this community is really good for your guys' journey. I hope this is a good, a good place um, for you guys to be and, and, and have a business and a good community uh, to be a part of. So, so far, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Everybody's very friendly. feel like everybody's mm-hmm. part of the family. Absolutely. We got very yeah. lucky. I, got I mean, lucky. we've been given a lot of opportunities to meet people and talk to people. Yeah. And I don't think that that would have happened in a different town or community that didn't have this type of energy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll put it in the contact or the episode description, but what, how can people get a hold of you guys? It's the best way phone call or just stop in. If you're in, if you're in town and you need to get a hold of them, just, swing in. I saw you guys in the yes. lobby there. Yeah. Um, we love that when people stop in. Otherwise, all the you guys can get booked through all the major bookings online. You're all was that process, process easy turnkey? Did you guys get like handed all that booking stuff? Oh, what happened? How long do you have? Oh. Most <laughs> this of is these, why you get a lawyer. This, this, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about it because I wanted to get into it. I think we did miss out on some stuff. It's we're only you know. 35, 36 minutes into this. So let's talk about that process a little bit. Well, uh, so no, we didn't get handed anything. Um, Because we were going from a franchise to independent, the hotel was bookable as a franchise, as the Super 8, and not as Hotel 8, as us, for like the first two or three weeks of operating online. Um which is why you get a lawyer, which if we had not had a lawyer, oh, we would have been screwed. Shoot. Yeah. But oh yeah. Done. You would have. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it, it turned out fine and it already feels like so long ago, oh. but it's funny cause it's been less than two months and yeah. I, we've dealt with so much since then that I kind of forgot about that. But that was a big thing when we first started was we were not bookable online yeah. because the franchise had not been terminated. Okay. So, yeah, we now are bookable on Expedia and Booking.com, but ours kept getting shut down because mm. it was marked as fraud. 
Oh yeah, that's some stuff there. Right. That was a uh, one of that we, that that advice has come up before. Get yourself a lawyer. Get mm-hmm. yourself a banker man. You know, it's expensive, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, help so they can guide you the right way. You pay a couple yeah. thousand dollars to be saved potentially hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Absolutely, it's worth it. Absolutely. All right. Well, I really appreciate. Um, I really appreciate you you guys coming in. Thank you for uh, for sharing your story. And uh, if you're listening and you have people come into town, I would either stay at Swan Lake Resort and Campground if you want to camp, or I'd stay at your guys' hotel if you want to uh, want a good, cheap, quality experience. Because yes. uh, we've upgraded yep. the breakfast too. Breakfast. That was I love big, hotel breakfast. Yeah. A big complaint before <laughs> was the lack of a, a breakfast because. I think they really only had cereal. Yeah. So we've upgraded that. Right? What are you serving? What's uh what's on the menu? Well, we have of course cereal and sandwiches. We have yogurt, fresh fruit. Mm-hmm. We have refrigerated refrigerator. I kinda I kinda wanna share a story Go ahead. with you guys because you're hotel owners and if this is like a life confession for me. Yeah. I've never I've never put this out there for the world, but um I it was really bad. It's really bad. I used to like me and my ex would sleep in hotel parking lots and get up in the morning and go eat their breakfast. Oh my God. (laughs) It's called breakfast bandits. And I think that it exists and I think there's a lot of them. So watch out. So watch out for the breakfast bandits. I know something. Cause they're out there. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say, if you need somebody need the breakfast, stop by, we'll feed them. Just come by and we'll feed them. You don't have to stay. (laughs) If you want breakfast, come have a breakfast. We're there for you. Yeah. yeah. That's funny though. (laughs) I mean, save money, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, I did a lot of those kinds of things too. When I was in Australia, because I, you know, I didn't really have that much money when and we were just I was a young kid I was like 21 backpacking around and it's kind of an adventure yeah yeah, yeah it's fun. when you're that age it's absolutely ooh, you know am I gonna get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thanks again guys um and if uh if you guys ever want to be in touch just come back maybe we'll have a you know maybe you guys will maybe business will look different maybe we'll uh we'll get some other hospitality conversations or something going on but next was- time though if we're going to do this again, we have to get tattoos. You have to okay. get tattoos. There might, we might during still be able podcast. to get some during the, during the podcast. That <laughs> would be an interesting experience. You might, might be able to get some income. I don't think, I think those guys are pretty booked out lately, but, uh, but um, anyways, thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you to my sponsors, Stumbino, Swan Lake, uh, Petal Fergus Falls, Simple Leather is still out there. Simple Leather. And um, if you guys want to get a hold of uh, me about sponsoring the show, I'd love that. If, uh, if anyone wants to be a part of it, um yeah it'd be good so anyways have a good one I'm just bringing us back. I'm bringing us back for bonus. We're on for bonus content here because uncensored. When a conversation, oftentimes, when oftentimes, when the conversation is over here in the uh, in the studio, it's never over. We always get into uncovering a little bit more about some other stuff, and I always wish the microphones were on after the fact, and we just decided we're turning it back on. So you get a little bonus content after the outro here. Um, you guys are living at the living at this place. Yes. Okay, that that's an important part of the story, I think. So talk about what it's like to live and work and be a, like never get to go home. You have no separation now from work and home. That is true. I think one good. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I think it's an advantage is that we never, I mean, we haven't had work-life balance in a really long time. So even when we didn't work at home, we worked such long hours and lived together and worked together that it was really hard to separate work. And they always say like, don't mix work and life and keep it separate. And I, we don't follow that advice. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But the, the financial decision is a no brainer yes. because, uh, you, if you're buying a 
commercial property, it's kind of hard to buy a house simultaneously. <laughs> you're not, yeah. you know, you're not doing them both at the same time. Apartments are kind of a, a cycle that you don't want to get involved in the money pit cycle. You don't really want to get involved in. So you got accommodations. You may as well live there. Um, you guys have some animals. You said a couple dogs. We have two dogs, two dogs, yeah. two, dogs. Okay. two German shepherds. So oh, okay. This was always your idea to live in the hotel. You can talk about that. And then I can talk about how I was yeah. resistant to it and what, <laughs> why I changed my mind. Right. Well, I always wanted to live on the property so I can manage it and see what's going on every minute so I can help them grow with the business and help the people who stop by, whatever their needs are, to make sure they're having a comfortable stay and they're enjoying their stay. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not on the property, I don't know how to help them. If somebody else is there, if you need help and nobody's there, or you can't depend on the employees all the time as well because they have their own life. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to please people. So I have to be, in my mind, I have to be there to help people. Mm. That's what I want to do. Be on the property and help. And save money. Because and save money as well, yes. Well, so what was, obviously I could, I mean, I, I'm sure we let's, there's probably a list of resistances to moving into the hotel, but what were, what were those Maya? So for me <laughs> personally, because I have, because of the way that my life has been, I never lived in the same house for more than four years ever in my entire life. I spent so many years traveling where I would go from bed to bed and house hostel to hostel and had no consistency. So for me, the, when we were in Seattle, bought a house, got really settled into this house. It was the first time that I had been, you know, decorating a home and had a home in my own kitchen. And that was very hard for me to give up because I had always wanted that and had worked so hard to get there. And that was very, very hard for me to give up. But I will say that it was not ever the end goal. Like we always knew we weren't going to stay in those jobs forever. And it was kind of, it was a process of kind of coming to terms with like looking at the longer vision. I've never been good at like sacrificing what I want right now for mm. five, 10 years from now. That's something that I've learned from you. So it was that process of, because he's a planner and you're yes. just a, you're just a let it happen. Everything's right. going to just work itself out, but you plan it out and you say, I've um, come around a lot though. Now I've, now I've, this was a, yeah, this was a, this is like <laughs> if people, if people realize that the periods of life that they had to go through yes. were, were building them towards something yes. and that's building their character for something, then they're willing yes. to trade that time to, exactly. to get that thing. But I also don't think though. that you have to sacrifice everything right now like there has to be i mean you the way you were was like sacrifice everything never enjoy a single thing just plan for the future yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. yeah but so i think you you can have both and the thing about living at the hotel that i like is like i can be at work if they need me i can wake up I have control over my time, basically. I can wake up and work the morning shift, and then I have an hour to go play fetch with my dogs, you know, or mm -hmm. I can go to the gym when I when I want to. And I really didn't like not having ownership of my time. Mm. So now we have that, and it's easier living there to have that. And, mm. I mean, it's not easy living in a hotel room with two dogs, but... <laughs> well you guys have a you guys have the kitchen then like the there's a prep kitchen oh, back that's there. another thing we didn't talk about the yeah. well remodeling the owner suite correct yes you you should talk about that because so we do have there's a place the uh, for manager quarter okay it was not livable no. so we we remodeling the whole thing to so bring a new floor new kitchen Okay. Knock down a couple of walls to make it more. And that's like a two bedroom or a one bedroom apartment. One bedroom just apartment. a one bedroom apartment. One bedroom. Okay. Before it was a studio. Now we turn it into one bedroom apartment. Okay. Here. So. It was. Yeah. It was not in good condition. It was not yeah. at all. Like it for me, when we saw it, I said, "I don't want to." Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live here. Yeah. But we ended up getting a loan from the city. Yeah. Which, um there's a business development fund from the city that we've gotten some money from huh. to remodel, help with remodeling the property. So some of that money we're able to put into redoing this kitchen and bedroom so that it's livable so that we can, and then we'll have more space 
And then eventually the plan would be to hire someone full-time to manage the property and live there for free. So that would be a benefit for them cool. so that we can move on to a house or the awesome. next property. That's uh yeah, I mean if you guys ever have kids, I don't know if that's in your future or not, but uh it'd be kind of fun. To, it'd be kind of fun actually to be a kid growing up at a hotel. I don't think that'd be the worst experience as a kid, but maybe it'd be, it be terrible. It might be terrible for a mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I also I also like my privacy. That's one of the challenges. But I mean, it's it hasn't been as hard as I thought it would be, to be honest. We work so much, but we, uh, it everything is so it's right there, so there's no wasted time. Correct. It's a lot to do. Our schedule is packed. There's so many things to do every day. We don't spend any time in our room. Do you guys, yeah. you guys work the front counter most of the hours? One of you guys is standing up front or, or watching the cameras and, and going up front when someone comes in. Yes, we have one person who also works the days, um, but we do the mornings and the nights every day. Okay. So and someone, so one of you guys is like on watch then every night. One of you guys is up. At, yeah, I'm at, doing all the night shifts. Wow. And she do morning shift. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the day, a few days, I think four days or five days, then we have one person who do it. Wow. I think we've split everything up so that we don't have any overlapping jobs. Yeah. You huh. have your role and I have my role and it doesn't even, it barely overlaps, which is good. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad we added that extra yeah. extra eight minutes on the end. Did? What else did we forget? I'm sure I can think. Of I'm sure once we turn the microphone off. But I'm I got stuff to do today too. I yeah. got to get to I got to get off to work here at my quote unquote real job. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it though, and I uh, appreciate everyone listening. And uh, I'm giving them another outro. They're getting another one. All right. <laughs> <laughs>